so unprepared for this. What's up, everybody? Hi. What's up, Tom? What up? I've been thinking about this a ton, and I feel like I, I have absolutely no preparation. Well, eventually, you just kind of start talking yourself <laughs> in circles because it's just like <laughs> I have a very elaborate Excel spreadsheet that I'll share with Brand you, Brandana, after the pod. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for anybody on, and we'll make another announcement. If it's possible, if you have headphones, uh, just because we are recording this, and usually it'll cut back on hearing feedback from when you're talking into it. If you don't, no big deal. But if it's possible to throw on your headphones. We're calling this the Trent Fry rule, the uh, background audio. Yeah, if anyone's hey, is, that the, is that the first pod where somebody was recording that was drunker than Brandon? I think that would have to be. Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and brandana sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 118 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell us friends. Shoot us an email at mavsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana. And with me, as always, sitting here running the league, most awesome. Mm. That's right. I'm the commissioner of the, the greatest fantasy basketball league in the history of man. Oh, that ever went down. Yeah, we're going to jump into that. That's going to take a big chunk out of this solid episode 118. But how you doing, brother? How was your week? I'm good, man. And let's not, let's give a little tip of the mab to my friend who's the co-commissioner of this league, oh, Mr. Brandana. Doing good, that. brother. Doing good. Breaking the five o'clock rule. But you know how I do. Oh, that's fair enough. Almost inspired me. I can run it back one hour, but it's, it soon becomes like a slippery slope. If I'm just like, oh, it's like four o'clock's okay. And it's like three o'clock, okay. And then it just turns into two weeks later. It's just like, how bad is 10.30 a.m.? I don't know. Let's give it a shot. Uh, guys, we have a jammed, packed 118. Uh, we're doing Rip from the Headlines. Talking college football. We doing this season? Going to hit the MAB League Special. We just launched a NBA all-time league that we're very excited about. We're going to jump in and tell you how exactly we broke that down, what the rules are, what the team looks like. We had six good friends. Uh, friends of the pod jump on and do it voices i'm sure you guys will recognize and then we'll kind of work that into the brandana gambling corner also as we try to rank these teams now that they've been selected it'll make more sense once you know the rules uh then we're going to jump into the neapolitan showdown doing three biggest mistakes during this quarantine and then we're going to finish as we always do with our mvp of the week ladies and gentlemen you're our power starts now extra extra read all about it Talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines read: If you wanna be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right. Um, rip from the headlines. College football. We doing this? This Ooh, season happening? We coming back? No, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what have yous, dude. Um, it, it it's gonna be tough because it's so spread out. There's 130 college football programs in the country not counting you know that's just fbs not counting the fcs you know the other smaller you know division twos and threes right yeah so it's gonna be tough because a lot of times these are big units right they have 100 plus players on their roster and then you've got coaches and strength coaches and things like that so 
how do you properly socially distance and how do you quality control across all let's just even talk about the you know the, the top 130 programs how do you quality control that it's a big question big ask okay so in the macro right now let's see um so I do want to talk about, so let's just dog ear this so you can jump onto it when you want to, like what this kind of looks like on the college level. Because unlike the, uh, you know, the big professional league, leagues, uh, these are amateurs. And then they're also associated with the school and universities, right. which are going to have their own set of rules. For example, I think Michigan came out and said they were just like, if there's no classes, if there's no classes on campus, there's not going to be any collegiate sports, athletics. Yeah, right. And and in Harbaugh before that, he even said, like, I don't care if there's nobody in the stands, we'll will want to play. So yeah. it's interesting because this is one of those times where it's like any of the professional sports that we talk about, they have, you know, a union, if you will, to kind of collectively figure out what they want to do from the player's perspective. We don't really have that uh, on the collegiate level. Uh, there's a bunch of individuals and, and I think collectively, I mean, it's a very small sample size. Uh, the athletic had an article a couple of days where I think like 40 out of the 50 players that they, you know, asked privately of power five conferences, what they wanted to do. I think overwhelmingly they're like, well, we'll go back and play. Like we'll, we'll take a chance and we'll take that risk. Assuming there's a few things for our safety. A few people were like, eh, I'm a little wishy-washy on it. And, and there's only a couple people that, that graded it higher than that. So I think the players just because of youth and, you know, wanting to potentially play uh, to, to further their career, uh, I think are motivated on that, but I, it'd be interesting to see the guys that uh, you know maybe have no shot of playing on Sundays, what their thoughts are on that. Yeah, it's a little hard, right? So if we don't get the answers to this, it just seems without them kind of having the union and also just this reputation that the NCAA does have for exploiting players and all the money and revenue come in, like you really have to think from the NCAA side, they're going to do whatever they can to get the product on the field. And then the kids, you know, it's not, not knowing any better. I think not the chance to play on Sunday is a great example. Like they don't want to lose their sophomore junior year playing football. Like if they're kind of looking at the quote unquote twilight of their football career as after this, there's no professional, like no real semi-pro, even if, when that looked like to expand, like not to get too down the rabbit hole on this, mm -hmm. but even the XFL had to shutter its doors and it doesn't look like it's opening back up. So that's kind of going to the bigger point. I, I think to pivot real fast, College football would almost have to look to the pros like they normally do yes. to take a little bit of their lead. What are we seeing from the pro leagues that college would possibly be able to latch on to? Yeah, so that's interesting. And I think like I was, and I know it sounds silly, but I was like, I think NASCAR is like a great example of how some of these teams are going to be able to go back out and do it because they're not going to have stand or people back in the stands. They're coming back or they're actually technically already back uh, as of May 17th. But they have, and I just said these are rough numbers, but normally they would have like 70,000 people in the stands or not having anybody in the stands. And roughly each NASCAR team, so for example, the Daytona 500 has 43 qualifying cars. Each one of yeah. those have 20 to 21 uh, players that come along with it, all coming from various regions all over the, yeah. the country. It's like 860 people. So that's a, a, a great sample size. Like, all right, big event. Obviously, there's not the contact, but there's a lot of people – amongst milling about so we can look to that the nba is coming back uh in late july i believe are we pinned are we pinned that's what we're looking for right we're still looking at around like july 25th area yeah and that's 22 teams so not all 30 teams are going to be coming back uh they're gonna they're kind of debating on that um of they're gonna have like a small regular season game uh with a play-in berth for tournament teams uh for the playoffs 
Uh, so all the 16 teams that were kind of slotted for the playoffs, plus uh, New Orleans, Portland, Sacramento, Phoenix, uh, San Antonio, and Washington are those six other teams out there. So they're going to look to that. Now, it'll be interesting because, you know, the other uh, – not to kind of go back, but the, the schools are pretty motivated too, I would assume, by the financial components to have these kids come back to generate some of the revenue that would come from college football, right? A lot of these football programs yeah. feed into and, and support a lot of the other athletic departments that are in there. So it'll be interesting to see what schools are motivated by what. Like I know a lot of the SEC schools are highly motivated. Also, too, they got bills to pay on their end. They've, they've put, built up big sports complex for these things, assuming that all this revenue is going to be coming in. So there will be a real push and pull, whereas like the NBA doesn't have that or NASCAR doesn't have that because they had a little bit of their league already to start. So a lot of those owners – have that revenue coming in so they can be i guess a little less risk averse it'll be interesting to see on these on these schools yes yeah, interesting about the school revenue and everything big thing with kind of the coming back to school so the nba like you said not all the teams are coming back and they decide to go that route maybe do a little regular season could we and it feels like it's possible you know could we have college football having some teams that aren't playing football this year, but some teams that are, and would that be by conference or, and then what does that look like for the national championship? What does that look like for like the bowl series? Yeah, I definitely think you're right. Like I think, um, I, I mean, I think there's going to be some smaller schools that financially can't afford to have an outbreak on campus or couldn't have it. I think of like a, you know, like a, um, like a Wake Forest, right, which is a smaller school in North Carolina, are they going to be, you know, primed and in, 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 or Georgia Tech even, right? Like, yeah, they're in Georgia, they're there, but are they going to be, like, stoked to have these kids come back, especially if it could, like, your program isn't going to be sufficient, right? Uh, and maybe they don't have the overhaul or overhead, rather, that they, uh, like, an, uh, uh, Clemson does, right, where they have a big mm-hmm. stadium that's in there. So it'll be interesting. I, I could definitely see, like, the, the, the major teams and the power five being very motivated to come back your Michigan's Ohio, you fill out the rest. Uh, I mean, they were saying already doing it at 50% capacity. I think it'll be the biggest thing that they're going to be doing. The smart universities are going to be watching, you know, thank goodness they don't have to be the, the opening salvo to decide this. They can watch and see how the NBA does it. They can watch and see how NASCAR does it. If MB, if the major league baseball players get their shit together along with the owners, what 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 are, what are they going to do, right? Because I think they'd be looking at that. And fortunately enough, you know, they can, you know, the season starts August 29th. So they have, you know, six to eight weeks where they can kind of watch what other, you know, leagues are doing and how they're, how they're changing and also see a little bit of the risk that's involved as well too. Yeah, so let's talk about the pendulum the other way. That makes sense with the risk the other way. But I think one thing that makes sense for these pro leagues is that's their professional business. So if you're asking them to like step away from their families for, you know, whatever, like three to four weeks to go down to Orlando, which had been talked about, um, which looks like the destination spot for the NBA. And then just kind of, you know, having this expanded quarantine, this little quarantine, quote unquote, city, this little bubble city that would play each other and then not have any fans there. And if you're in there, like you're cleared and you're tested and then you stay there for the duration of the playoffs That's the problem with college football and also the fact that college football starts after the NFL is you just can't make these little quarantine cities, ship these kids off and treat them like professional athletes when they have other responsibilities and their kids. Yeah. And, and I agree with that. And I think like, 
you know, like, for example, like some California schools are not going to are basically have announced that they're going to have virtual classes through the fall semester. Yeah. So you could sit there and, and make the argument that like we have all we have our own little campus, if you will, built in with the dorms. And if we look at it in terms of like, you know, 10 to 15 size groupings of people, right, we can kind of socially distance and, and manage, you know, these kids and their interactions. Obviously, testing becomes huge you know, um, coming into the city, right, coming into it, you want to quarantine for a couple of days before the start of their their programs. Uh, there's a lot of now with Zoom and all these other things, there's virtual, you know, conference meetings that they don't have to be uh, in the room actually physically with them. I think that they can use a little bit of technology and the facilities that they have on site. The biggest thing for me then is, is if you're bringing these kids in because they live all over the country, how yeah. do we, uh, how do we, how do we, Obviously, the testing is one thing, but then it's how do we properly quarantine and what's that time? And I think if I'm the football program if, or if I'm the athletic director, right, you know, I mean, I, I, I wonder if it's almost like you want to reach out individually to your team and put that decision to them. You guys are incurring the most risk. You know, no one's going to think twice of it. May, may make it a blind ballot vote, you know what I mean, and try yeah. and eliminate as much as possible the you know the few motivated guys either the fourth year or fifth year senior just wants to play for one last run at it or the guy who's like i could be potentially losing on millions of dollars by not developmentally you know fixing my or, or you know growing uh my draft stock if you will and put it to these guys and look at it individually and take it and say like all right we choose we don't want to play that's not worth worth the risk you know and then the coaches the same thing as well too now with the coaches, I don't know what that means for their salaries. If they say, I don't want to coach, but your team does, now this is, becomes a real quandary. So I don't know how you're going to handle that. Yeah, it's really weird. Now that we're talking about just in the vacuum, and maybe not even the vacuum, we're talking about like practical application, it seems insanely misguided. Like it just seems if there's no school, like if it's not safe enough to go on campus and go to class, I get that they have to do their online classes and that's going to happen. It just really feels now like we're we're not giving these kids the best advice. It seems like we're bending and break or like bending, but not breaking on trying to find all these ways to get these kids to participate in a sport when it's just, it's not safe enough to go on campus. Like, and I get how bad you want to do it. Like it's just, you're not professional. So it's not an option. Yeah. And I think there's going to be some universities that, I mean, again, this is where, this is where the, the push and pull of finances and the whole thing about the amateur athletics is, is like, you're going to see some schools that are going to be a little more motivated monetarily on this decision than the health yeah. and well-being of, and, it, and it's not even with the NCAA, it's this, the schools is where we're going to see the biggest muster, right? The yeah. Schools are. Well, that's, well, that's why I want to, that's what's kind of interesting. Like, I'd like to see the breakdown of financials on these bigger schools, like where the money goes and how much debt these schools are accruing, right? Like when they build that like state-of-the-art, like workout facility are you know, are they, paying that off i imagine they are i don't know if, i doubt it's just like a big you could always you, you could you could always raise tuition v <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah yeah so i mean it's it is part of that and so it'll be interesting to see on some of those things i mean there's a there's a big there's a macro and a micro and i guess you're right and you're right it is fair it's like you 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 almost know what the the 22 year old is gonna say if anything, that we've, if, if, if anything we've witnessed online it's like you kind of know it's like well they're young and they're and and when i was 22 i probably would have made the same decision as well too and been a little cavalier about my thought process and it not 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 worry about the future as less you know today yeah. so you know it, it, yeah there is going to be some interesting guidance from 
you know, these coaches. And I haven't really heard too many coaches say they're not going to do it. I know Lincoln Riley from, from Oklahoma uh, really pumped the brakes on a June 1st kind of coming back. He thought it was ridiculous. But I haven't really said anyone taken the eliminating school or, or college football, eliminating coming back. It's just, you know, we don't want to be too early on this. So, I, I mean, I know it's not much of an answer, but I think a lot of schools are really, like, planning for them to come back and hoping that it's going to work out, that they don't have to just disrupt their timelines. And, and hopefully some of these other sports, like the NBA, and I get it, they're motivated by dollars and cents, and the players are too, but they also are risking their, their biggest assets, which is the players, by going out there. So if you look at it from that perspective, even though they're, they're, they're going to make their money, you could sit there and say like, but long-term they, they're also looking at this from a long-term perspective and maybe colleges are going to go and the college football programs are going to say, we can pull that out from their equation and say, well, then if they can do it, as long as we're smart, we can learn from them, make a better system for us and, and translate into the future. Yeah. I just think that's the biggest problem. So I think it's definitely NFL has the most, you know, like content would be the hardest at social distance. It has the biggest, or like football has the, just the biggest, you know, coaching staffs, the biggest contact uh, and, rosters and everything. I mean, just a ton of contact. I mean, so with contact. The NBA, but yeah. Yeah. So here, here's the thing that, um, here's the thing we've been talking about. There's 15 fucking minutes. Obviously there's more than a thing. Here's another thing. <laughs> another thing. thing. Remember when I used to say, oh, they'd be like, what's the thing? What's the thing? What's the what's thing? thing? You used to drill me on it early yeah, pods. I did. I did. I loved it. Um, the thing is, with these, the luxury I don't think that NCAA football has is if it is something where we're looking at bubble cities or you're going to quarantine, I think you're right. I think they're going to wait till the last second to make the call or at least like try to get as much information as they can from these other, you know, the other professional sports doing it. And then I think we see a little bit of like, not too little too late because that sounds accusatory. I'm not telling them they're fucking up, but I think their philosophy should be to get as much information as you can from these other teams. And I think the shit they see that like the NBA does isn't going to be an option for them to get it together in time or to get enough approval from all the places it takes to make it happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a, a, a big city. What are we talking about? We're talking about a bubble city. So let's say the only successful proposal that we see might be put in place would be with the NBA and it would be a bubble city where it's just, you're basically a citizen of this Corona free just society. You mm-hmm. don't leave it. Nobody goes in, nobody goes out. College football did that. I mean, what do we do that with like six teams? How many is that? It's like a thousand people. You'd almost have to like regionally coordinate it which would be a, like an impossible logistic. I mean, yeah. the, the biggest thing that the issues of all of these sport coming backs is the, the logistics of it. I mean, I, I heard about when you go back to the baseball thing that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, it's part of their, the, the owner's, you know, idea of coming back was like that they couldn't take showers after, after the games. And, and I've seen the same thing, you know, bandied about with the, with the college football players and like that they have to wear the same like clothes two week, two days in a row. And it's like, this is like, this is insane. And if we're, if we're to your point, if we're going to these extremes, just to have college football, then we shouldn't do it. Yeah, exactly. 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 It's just like, where's, where's the breaking point? Like what's the shot? It's just like, the kids got to wear the same clothes seven days in a row. Can't see their family for six weeks. Uh, don't get paid. Have to do all their classwork on a laptop with no teachers or tutors actually being able to come in contact. And then that way the schools and the TV dollars will come in and they don't get to see any of it. It just seems like uh, very exploitative. And I think we both landed on one thing where we can't trust the kids that want to play this game to make the ultimate decision because we get, they want to play, but it's, 
going to weigh all these things about like their safety and their future, which I mean, there has to be some sort of contingency, right? Like, would you come back and be able to get your scholarship offered back to you? Do we just run it like your junior year, like never happened, even though you're doing your classwork online like that, you know, in a year? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would think we would look at, I mean, maybe they can look at, and I didn't, I didn't look it up and so drink everyone because I don't know the answer, but like going back to World War II era, like what did we do for that? You know, I mean, guess it wasn't probably the same. So maybe there's not a, history of like you know you didn't look could, up world war, world war ii scholarships bro no i didn't i you didn't, didn't, I didn't have time i didn't squeeze that out sorry everyone um but yeah i mean maybe you look at that it's like well how did we how did i mean the sports just stopped and they didn't exist uh, and professional leagues weren't really around so maybe it's a, a poor analogy but um you know uh, i'm trying to think there's not been a real major event that's really shut down sports the way that this has um, and I, and I get, this is the thing that stinks about this whole thing is because there isn't like a, a true consensus. Everyone's grasping at straws, trying to, to think yeah. that they know the best thing for it. And it's like, we don't know. So, and, and it's, and that's, and to society out there listening, I'm pretty sure all the population of the United States is tuning in right now. Yeah. Um, we don't have to beat ourselves up about not knowing it is unprecedented. Like yeah. all you can do is like throw spaghetti at walls. And I think for the most part, like the NBA, um, you get Corona by throwing spaghetti against the wall. <laughs> that's what you get after uh the nba and it's just it's fun to hear these proposals of the nba because they're just thinking mm-hmm. outside the box and you know the players had that big conference call and it's like they're figuring out the right way i think a little unfortunate mlb is getting the tough brunt of it just because you know the owners and players in typical fashion of all sports and especially the mlb can't get on the same page so it just yeah it kind of sucks to see where the college football wouldn't happen because of you know the virus and like player safety and everything feeling like the mlb wouldn't happen because of you know dollars and cents which it's kind of a bummer and uh I, i'm not the first to say it would be yet another hard thing for major league baseball to overcome in a chance when they could have stole the spotlight a little bit but we didn't we didn't come here to talk about the mlb but uh put a bow on it bro yeah, I will. I will. It's, uh, you know, it is, it's just one of those tough things. It's like, I just started thinking about it. It's like, you're right, Brandana. It's if, if my kids, if I sat there and said, Hey guys, you could have cookies for dinner or you could have cake for dinner, or you could have uh, Brussels sprouts and a salad, choose your pick. And they're going to go, well, I want cookies or cake. I'm not going to want the thing that's, that's ultimately the best for me. And I shouldn't leave it up to that. You swayed me on this. I, I came into this conversation ready to be like, because I'm motivated selfishly by going, I want to watch college football. I love college football. And again, right. but it's like one of those things. It's like, well, maybe my love of college football has to sit there and be like, if it's not a perfect scenario where they can come back to the truest form of how they should play. Um, and, and we're not worried about the contact issue and we're not worried and we don't have to put all these like insane regulations on them. Then we shouldn't put it to them to make that choice. We should, we, we as adults, as the leaders in the room should wait until we have the best information and sit there and go, this is the best way to do it. And this is the best way for us to do it. And, and uh, we're not worried about once you get here that you're going to have any issues going forward. Thousand percent guys, let us know your thoughts. Any way that some of these leagues can just get it together to come back. What would it mean to you to not have a college football season or, you know, the weight of letting it be the kid's decision. And then also schools trying to make those dollars at MAB sports podcast at gmail.com. You guys know the email address. All right, guys, I uh, got a new segment. Bring us to the jam. Yeah. 
Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. Here. This is an MAB Sports League special. Uh, what we're going to start doing and what we're kicking off with now, we don't know how many times we're going to do it, but we were just talking about the all-time uh, great players and teams of all time. Whatever on a text thread, we were getting pinged, and we are just like, what would it look like if we drafted the all-time greatest teams of all time? Keep saying all time too many. I have to edit out. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're you're a little all time heavy. Yeah, they get and not, what you say it. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, uh, they kind of got to throw down exactly what the idea is and how we built this. Yeah, so we, we were looking at for the NBA because the NBA is coming back, the best teams all time. And there's a great little nuanced portion of uh, some of the video games. We've seen a lot of players streaming video games and all that good stuff out there where uh, you could actually put together and say, like, how does George Mikan fare against Shaquille O'Neal? George Mikan uh, famously led the Minneapolis Lakers to titles way back in the BAA and NBA infancy. So how could we do this? So Brandana and I came up with Mab League, where eight of our, like we said, eight, eight teams, two, uh, us two, and then six others of our good pod friends came together and did a fantasy draft. We took the top 25 at each position, so point guard, shooting guard, small forward, and power forward and center, as it uh, as it was in NBA 2K, and we put together a little draft pool, and then we got together on a, a, a Zoom hang like we did just before this pod here, and we did a fantasy draft, and we did um, we did the first 12 uh, picks per team. Um, and we did a matrix draft, which our friend, good friend of the pod, Chris Allen, put together, which basically establishes through the first eight picks, everyone has the same value for those eight picks. And then we did a reverse snake order going through picks nine through 12 uh, of the top teams. And then we're going to go online uh, through uh, streaming services and stream. So our viewing fans, our, our, our Mab League participants, everyone can watch and see and, and see how Bill Russell can go up against Anthony Davis or Scotty Pippen match up against uh, Tracy McGrady and the most ultimate decider of uh, basketball talent. Yep. So, uh, yeah, basically shook out. Um, you guys will recognize some of the voices. We'll play those teams coming up right now. You kind of hear how all the teams landed. So that way you have a reference point as most awesome and I dive into this a little deeper so it's going to be eight teams uh just basically each team ended up with 12 players through the 12 rounds uh the greatest players of all time let's go ahead and hear what those teams are right now show the teams tap yeah there we go there we go been right. slowly uh, i don't know give a slow slow so, roll <laughs> so bing has got yeah we'll roll through it all here bing's got yeah michael jordan jerry west bill russell isaiah thomas george gervin bob pettit patrick nice. paul pierce uh, I don't know who that ninth pick was. Let's see mm. here. Uh, Derek Rose. Uh, D. Rose. Derek Rose, yeah. Derek Rose. Derek Rose. 
Grant Hill, Larry Johnson, Rip Hamilton. Good team, Bing. Vivek, Vivek, LeBron, Dirk, Anthony Davis, Kevin Garnett. So big, lengthy, long team. Yeah, that's a new team. Chris Paul, Rick Barry, Chris Webber, C-Webb, Carmelo Anthony, Clay Thompson, Nikolai Jokic, uh, Gilbert Arenas, Sean. Agent Agent Zero. Agent Zero. Hibachi. Uh, Joe, going Golden State Warriors, going with the snake himself, as so he said. Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Tracy McGrady, Joel Embiid, Dwayne Wade. Oh, my God. Kevin McHale, LaMarcus Allridge. Looks odd stacked in between. I'm going to destroy you, Joe. Bob Lanier, (laughs) Paul George, JoJo White, Paul Paul Gasol. And me, squarely in the 80s, 90s category. Uh, Johnson, Tim Duncan, (laughs) Scottie Pippen, Allen Iverson, David Robinson, James Harden, Gary Payton, Dominique Wilkins, Bill Walton, Jerry Lucas, Manu Ginobili, Billy Cunningham. Wow, Paul, you didn't have a single modern day player, really. Like, not like. I don't know if I did either. I don't. Yeah, well, James, James Harden. Harden. I mean, Harden. Alan Iverson and James Harden are. Yeah. I, but yeah. When did Iverson, Iverson retire? His last good year was like 09. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bandana yeah. going with Wilt. Giannis, mm-hmm. or Giannis, Julius Irving, Chris <laughs> Robin, Jason Kidd. Steven That's a fun Montre. team, actually. Mari Stodmeyer, yeah. yeah. Dwight Howard, Joe Dumars. I love it. Tony Parker, Jermaine O'Neal. It's a good team if you don't want to shoot a single outside shot. Robert Got Kennedy. it all. It's the perfect, yeah. perfect two-point team. Yeah, but yeah. that'd be fun as hell to watch. <laughs> yeah, I know. it's going to be long and run. I like it. Uh, Trent, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Akeem Olajuwon, Walt Frazier, Steve Nash, John Havlicek, Penny Hardaway, Bob Cousy, Chris Mullen, Dennis Johnson, Alonzo Mourning, Kiki Vandaway. That team turned that's out a, pretty good, Trent. That's a that's diverse a team. Party. It did. Boom. That's all over the place. That's diverse. Yeah, I it just, is. I love Brandon, you fucked when you come Nash up with this. Paired with, that's paired with, like, Hakeem? Or, I mean, you also have Kareem and Hakeem, so it's pretty good. Yeah. I'd almost have Elvin. That's what I'm saying. I'll bang with B in the two points area, but I can still shoot from outside. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. I'd start uh, Peter Brown and so the Chris Allen whitewash started with Larry Bird, <laughs> Shaq, John Jack. Stockton, Ray Allen, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alvin Hayes, ball. Pete Maravich. You really went like an on-off thing kind of right here. I think I'd take Pete over <laughs> John Stockton starting. No. Kyrie Irving. John Stockton is Alex arguably English. the greatest point guard of all time. He is good. He is Kembe good. Mutombo. No, 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 no. Magic Johnson is. You can get the fuck well, out know, of this conversation. Well, I know, I know. Spencer is the best I don't even know. I feel bad. I don't know who draws him Petrovic. I don't Dude, know from uh, I know. at all. I, I just found out about him being big. YouTube some of his stuff. He like he was feared. And he went at MJ like fucking arguably, crazy. Arguably, arguably the best thirty thirty that was made is yeah. the the uh, thirty thirty called two brothers. Two brothers. Really? Yeah. yeah. What's it called? Phenomenal. He died early. Yeah. What's it called? Two two, two brothers. brothers. Is that, All the, right. is that the one about him, him, and, him and, and Vladi Divac? Vladi Divac, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, and he the died crazy early, like a, like a motorcycle accident or something. Yeah. Car in his prime. Car crash on the Autobahn. Yeah. Car really? crash. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. In his prime, dude. It's fucking tragic. Yeah. And then Tom with Oscar Robertson, Kobe Bryant, Carl Malone, Carl, Clyde Drexler, Elgin Baylor, Moses Malone, Westbrook, Vince Carter, David Thompson. Not a lot of size. Interesting, no, but that's a good yeah. team. Mitch Richmond, Bob a big Matthew, point guard. Marcus Johnson. Big guards. 
Look at that. Check out the the triple double kings though, Westbrook and Big O there. That's mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. Yeah, statues go, also a, a great minus. Cincinnati king. Sorry. Yeah, you're good. Uh, all right, guys. So work on your starting five and your rotations. Remember, we're playing nine minute quarters, uh, so that's 180 minutes total in the game that you have to disseminate amongst your rotations, right? So think about it that way. If you have any clarification on what position they sit at, um, this is how they kind of fall in. Some guys like, for example, uh, Clyde Drexler will have position fluidity, like sh shooting guard and small forward. Some guys are squarely centered. So just take that into account. But such you yeah, like Gervin. Right, yeah. So that's how they main list him as there. But, he's, you know, mm -hmm. so look at that um, there, and we'll get it all set up for you guys. When's that due, Paul? Um, sooner rather than later. I, I got to right. auto-draft all 16 teams for the eight teams to get it done. But um, we'll get that there and go from there. guys uh there's the squad how'd you feel about the draft would you feel coming out of it i i feel like i had a whole plan coming into it and i kind of oh let's oh well, sorry I, I didn't want to do this so how are we deciding the championship of these teams the championship of these teams it, well yeah. oh, i'm sorry we're going in a playoff scenario uh you know 18 playoff uh three team or three game uh best of series in each round and winner moves forward, uh, culminating in a championship game, East versus West. We haven't decided the brackets yet, but we'll release that. We'll, we'll get yeah, we'll get that. We'll get that out. And obviously, we're too old for video games, so it's just going to be simulated because this yes. isn't about like who during this quarantine has become like amazing at like 2K and PlayStation. <laughs> like that's that's not what this is about. This yes. is let let the players do the talk. Let the players. Yeah. Okay, so we heard their squads, uh, but overall, kind of draft coming out of it. What did you like about this? And then what was like kind of surprised you or was a little tough? Well, what I really liked about it was that there were no really bad – I mean, you couldn't really have a bad picks when, when like, the first, you know, five rounds uh, or six rounds are all Hall of Famers. Like, it's really kind of hard to, to go with it. Um, yeah. The the thing that I liked the, – the, Even, the, even though I attempted to do that by taking Dennis Robin number four. You did. Well, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, and it's also, like, uh, this be known to – we're throwing you guys details as we're remembering them, but these were important points of contention that these are, uh, their ratings are their peak ratings. Yes. Like the best they ever were. So yes. it's their apex. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, so apex, you know, Tim Duncan and some of these other guys, I think it was interesting to, to see a, I thought it the most interesting thing was how partial guys were to eras, right. Or some guys were lo really looking at like the best available or who was trying to cultivate a team. Like I, I was definitely like, I, I was definitely looking at, so my team, you know, had magic Johnson. I wanted size and I wanted versatility positionally. And I wanted on my wings, I wanted some ability to like stretch the floor, but also like get buckets. All those guys can go and drive and kick and athletic. So I, I think like for my team, the thing that I like the most is like position versatility, but also, these guys aren't slogging up and down the court. Like these guys all can play 
Tim Duncan, David Robinson, Bill Walton are all versatile in the four and five spots can all pass, you know, Iverson is, a, is you know, and, and James Harden fill a very specific role. Magic Johnson and Gary Payton are facilitators and good defensive players uh, and have size, right? So I like size. Dominique Wilkins can get buckets. I really like my team. I, I just, yeah. I, I love my team, but I mean, I've got <laughs> 11 Hall of Famers on there. How can I? <laughs> yeah, so this is going to be a little tough to do with um, just the fact, you know, it's not like a real fantasy, and even fantasy football, you're picking like the best players, but whatever, you get like 40 wide receivers deep and you can be like, oh, like, you know, that's a shitty wide receiver. And it's just like, well, of course it is. Like it's for like week five when all my other wide receivers are on bye weeks. What we'll do right now is we'll just do an explodes and exposed, all right, mm-hmm. for each of the teams. Let's go through them real fast. Like let's – Bing's team, where does he explode, kind of dominate, and where is he exposed a little bit? I mean, I think right now, like, I, I just – I think he has a good balance, especially with Michael Jordan having that first pick and everything, and Isaiah Thomas and Bill Russell, Jerry West. He wasn't afraid to dip a little bit into – and know his little older basketball players a little bit just to really kind of have a balanced attack. So I think uh, – I mean, we just have a couple of the all-time grades. I – I'm going to have to lean on you to like really kind of break these down on where these it's just going to be hard to point out vulnerabilities on these teams, but they got to be somewhere. Yeah. And I, and I really think like, so for example, like if you go on Bing's team, like he does, he has Bill Russell, which is, you know, he's six, nine. So if you're going modern era style, like he doesn't have a lot of size. I mean, he has Patrick Ewing and Bob Pettit is six, eight, Larry Johnson, I mean, he's, he's not a very big team, right? So, yeah. and even his point guards are, are considerably small. I mean, Derek Rose is 6'3", Isaiah's, you know, six foot, if you will. So it's like size is, is his enemy. And I just look at this team, you know, there's not, you get to his eighth man, Paul Pierce. That's the only guy that really can score from deep. You know, there's not great three-point shooting uh, on this team, Larry Johnson, uh, Grant Hill, Rip Hamilton, none of these guys are, are, are three-point shooters. Uh, they all can get buckets, and that's the thing. So I don't understand – you know, I don't see – Jerry West is a pretty good shooter, but not proven in with a three-point shot. So it's like who is going to be – like if they get down, how are they going to get bailed out? If they if they go up against a team like some of the other teams about designed around three-point shooting who's gonna who's gonna bail them out who's gonna yeah who's gonna help all them right. from a a, a a deficit all right so the um, pelicans Bing's yeah. team look for these teams also when we'll launch when we're gonna have them stream and everything i'm gonna put his championship odds i'm gonna put them at plus 250 Ooh, plus 250 all right our, our boys at the uh podcast have been on here before joie de vivek vivek oh uh, yeah you know i was gonna say it wrong thanks bro thanks you're right Okay. That's a good pot partner. There you go. Um, so we got LeBron, Dirk, Anthony Davis, Kevin Garnett, Chris Paul was his right. first five. Right. Recency uh, bias, right? It, I was interested for Joie to go there. Now, this is a great, like, this is a really good team, so I can't knock them. Uh, super competitive. Then you go Rick Barry, who's one of the all-time scorers. Also, underhand free throw. Also, all-time douchebag to play with. So uh, then you go my my favorite, Chris Weber, Carmelo Anthony. Uh, you got Clay Thompson, Nikolai Jokic, and Hibachi, Agent Zero, Gilbert Arenas, and Sean Kemp. So, really, Rick Barry is the only, like, 70s-era player. And with the number two pick kind of starting off, I mean, LeBron's a great pick. Uh, the thing that stands out to me is the length. It's like, so are they, like, so who's their 
you, know, you got Clay Thompson, Rick Barry. I, I just wonder if they're going to be have some of the quickness on the perimeter to get to survive in this league. You know what I mean? They're they're pretty yeah. stout inside, but there's only so many minutes for Nowitzki, D- Davis, and Garnett all at the same position, and then LeBron James and Kamara, Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony and Chris Webber. I mean, we're really stretching the you know three through five spot on this team. Yeah, you're right on that. So I was wondering, um, I guess Kevin Garnett, that's going to be an awesome defensive presence in the paint. Obviously, when we get to my squad, you'll look like that's what I was trying to exploit <laughs> a little bit. We'll have plenty of fun when we get into that. And if you want to see high odds, if you really want a little payback on those dollars, I'll drop you my odds. But uh, right now with um, – They represent the Kings. Yeah, Vivek, they represent the Kings. The Kings, we set them, no surprise there. Going to give them uh, plus 300 to take the chip. I like it. I like it. Plus 300. Then we move to uh, Joe and his uh, represented by the LA Lakers. You know, again, going modern era, Durant, Curry, uh, McGrady, and Bede, real quick early. That was yeah. that was a big reach for me. Dwayne Wade, Kevin McHale, Marcus Allridge, James Worthy, big, big game James, Bob Lemonier, Paul George, JoJo White, and Powell Gasol. So here I don't see like a true point guard facility. I mean, Jojo White's on there, but is he going to get off the pine? So I have some versatile guys, right? Tracy McGrady might be your kind of like point guard by virtue, but I see a lot of guys that, are, you know, need the ball in order to be successful. Dwayne Wade needs the ball. Joel Embiid needs the ball. Uh, Durant needs the ball. McGrady needs the ball. These are all guys who are great scorers, but like, how are we going to, like, where's the game flow when I'm looking at this team? Yeah, and I also see, like, I, I see, like, uh, if you, you know, if they're playing a little bit, like, of a larger team or, like, play strong or, like, sets a lot of pick, like, I just, I can kind of see them get muscled around a little bit. I think that's a little bit more in the meta game, you know, maybe not really yep. coming into play with uh, just, like, a simulation, but I definitely, again, that's what, uh, let's go Brooklyn. Yeah, there you go, there you go. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I think you're right. Like, they have size, but, like, uh... Yeah, I just don't know. I, I, I do see, like, some thin players there. And, I mean, defensively, where, where are my stoppers? I mean, Peak McGrady, yeah. we're not thinking of Toronto Raptors. We're thinking of Orlando Magic, where he was basically, like, a scorer, averaging 30 points a game. Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, uh, Dwayne Wade. These guys are really ball-dominant. It'll be interesting to watch this team offensively because, I like, where's, where's the controversy going to come? Who's not going to get enough shots and complain? Is it going to be yeah. Joel Embiid? I think that's where it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm also running about the rotation. Like, how many, you know, how many minutes is Joe with his Lakers going to set up for Embiid, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, conditioning could be fatigue is on. Injuries are off during this, so we don't have to worry about Bill Walton, who's on my team. <laughs> but, uh, but, and 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 that's the thing is, it's like they're very, you know, they can shoot threes, but this team is like very one note in in its ball dominance and and ball. Uh, uh, you know, or uh, shot, you know, necessary players. Yep. Okay. I don't so even know I'm, what I said. Yeah, yeah, no, that was great. I was <laughs> like, uh, he sounds ready to move on. So we'll just do that. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm going to set the odds at plus 375. It's going to be harder to get higher than a plus 375 plus 400 in an 18 tournament. Yes. You know, like, yes. and it's just like full of Hall of Famers. But right. Joe, you stretched me to that limit. So thank you. All right, most awesome. Let's go through your squad, brother. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to walk you through right through. Here's my starting five. is Magic at the one, mm-hmm. AI, Allen Iverson at the two, Scotty Pippen, the best second banana of all time. Going to go yeah. with Ben, Tim Duncan, and David Robinson. 
coming off that with my shooting guard, James Harden, Gary Payton, Dominique Wilkins, uh, Jerry Lucas, my four, and Bill Walton is my center on a rotation. I'm probably going to look to go 10 deep, but then I got you know some, some wing players in Manu who can positionally play either the point, handle, shooting guard, and Billy Cunningham, who's a small forward at 6'7", uh, adds a little shooting kind of mid-range game. All right, you made your pitch. You made your pitch. All right. Most awesome. Uh, represented by his the, Detroit Pistons. That's right. The uh, Mad Boys. I, I think right here, like your biggest, I think the biggest value pick, the biggest steal was probably getting David Robinson in that fifth round. Yeah, and that's I the thing, right? So it's like, look at my guys. I mean, Tim Duncan athleticism, peak Tim Duncan, we think of him old and kind of hobbling on one leg, but length and athleticism, and they all, all these guys, with the exception of Harden and Iverson, could play a, a really good D. So, yeah. I mean, defensively, but I'm not, you know, the one thing I would say, and Harden's going to need the ball a lot to, to, to balance this out. To give a not, shit. Yes. Yeah. Not right. Not <laughs> give a shit. There's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of three point shooting. That's my biggest efficiency, but I like the length where I don't see, I see us locking up one through five pretty well on, on most squads and going 10 deep pretty well. Yeah, that's good. I like it. Anything. I think my only concern was, uh, too much like uh mac johnson distribute well but you know keeping tim duncan david robinson fed and then i don't know it's just like i always have this impression of Allen iverson and james harden just playing like iso ball so it's just and it with a squad like this it kind of sucks to that's definitely the opposite from what i went to is i tried not to go iso guys even though it's not going to fucking matter it's a simulation or a video game it's not like right. they have real little computer feelings or computer like just chips on their shoulders but I wanted just something to make sure like everyone got an equal amount of it. All right, speaking of it, let's go check it out. Um, we got Brandana represented by. Oh, what you, you set my odds at? Are you going to oh, yeah. wait? Uh, plus plus two fifty. Oh, okay. I like it. Thank you. Yeah. The Nets. The Nets. Let's see. Here you got here. The Nets. Okay, so um, so I had the so Wilt fell to me. My big thing was either Wilt or Shaq. And in hindsight, it was just like, ah, oh, Shaq Diesel would have been pretty good, but it's kind of hard to turn your back on a guy that scored 100 points in the game. Okay. So my whole thing as we kind of look through this is like, I just really wanted uh, my overall philosophy. Now that we have our teams drafted is I thought guys would go for three point shooting. Yeah. And I feel like the computer will, if I could play defense, they'll still attempt those three point shots and then I'll get rebounds. And I wanted big guys in the paint that, played good defense and got good rebounds and then just feed my big men and just keep tackling on points and making sure that when they did come in and score, they only got one attempt and I didn't want to shoot any three pointers. Right. Yeah. You wanted to power in there. So you guys need, I mean, Jason Kidd is a great like point guard, huge defensively can facilitate. You got Dennis Rodman at the four. Uh, I'm assuming you're probably going to put Dr. J at like a, the shooting guard and Giannis at the, at the uh at the small forward or somewhere there for but i mean yeah because because i can start i can start with a little bit more size right yeah like i don't have to like fill each position i mean i did get i I like moncrief just because uh just defensive presence as well as um he can score though i mean that's the thing yeah yeah i can't i can't overlook it so it's i don't know it's gonna look like because i do want to get stoudemire involved also and then i love the idea if there's a way to watch the game and if you got up enough to just put dwight howard in there just to like shut it down inside Exactly. I mean, totally. I want to shut teams out. You heard it right here. I want to <laughs> shut somebody out. 
<laughs> I mean, I do like it. The, the one thing is, is going to be tough is, is getting buckets on your side. Right. So it's yeah. like, you know, Sidney Moncrief is a great like sixth man. Cause he could come in there and just be like, all right, I'm just going to shoot a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, but I do like some of your guys like drive in and here's the thing, like passing lanes. And this is Dennis Rodman, the bulls version, not the Pistons version. So yes. this is, this is going to be like a lot of passing lanes are going to get jumped. Oh, there's a lot of length on this floor and a lot of energy. I like your team. I just don't know who's getting buckets for you, Brandana. Will you need a fucking bucket? Chamberlain. That's who's getting buckets for me. Will Chamberlain. Feed him on the inside. Um, all right. I do, you know, offense is a part of this game. And I took quite the risk. We'll see if it pays off. But another risk would be betting on my team to win it all at plus 350. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, then the then the comedic hour, Trent. Oh God! Which uh, yeah, hats off to him. I just you guys, we did record the entire thing. Uh, you will be able to watch the draft somewhere. We thought we'd incorporate a lot more of it on the uh, in the in this podcast, but then we thought better of it because it's just like it's a lot of silence, people looking at it, which which reflects well for how serious people were taking it, except for one guy. I remember you and I talking. You were just like. Should we invite Trent? Does he know enough about basketball? And then it came down to, it might not be enough about basketball. It's like, will he open the spreadsheet and do homework? And then our biggest fears were confirmed. Right. Came, came to fruition. Uh, didn't know what, what the spreadsheet was of the players. Didn't know where the tabs were. It was great. It was high comedy. Really good time, time uh, picking six to start uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, which is a great pick. Yeah. all-time leading score so you can't so this is the this is the high comedy of this draft trent could end up winning knowing nothing about it but just by virtue of getting like the right algorithm and and catching these right players could win but i i do like you know kareem you have akeem elijah once we're going big off the front uh, Kawhi leonard uh stopping him uh, walt Fla- frazier at the point then steve nash they got Havlicek as a small forward, Penny Hardaway, kind of a point guard, but 6'7". Uh, Kuzi, another point guard, small. Chris Mullen, another wing. Dennis Johnson, a point guard. Alonzo Mourning, center. Kiki Vandaway, uh, a, a, a small forward-ish. So it's like one of those things where, I mean, he's really low. He's up and down. He's got some size, and then he's got some small guys, like Steve Nash, Kuzi uh you know walt frazier these guys are not dennis johnson not big guys some good defensive guys but not and dennis johnson but not like i I would worry you know if he was going up against my team with magic johnson and you know and harden and some of these other guys like we're gonna eat their lunch a little bit in terms of the size department you might have kareem and akeem but we've got david and tim and i I like those two balancing out against that i'm not calling you out trent but i i think uh, we'd eat your lunch yeah, he's calling you out. And uh, we're going to set those odds at plus 325, a little over. 325, and he's representing the, the Celtics, if I remember correctly. Celts. Um, all right, CA. Chris, Chris Allen. Allen. Yes. Going with Larry Bird, Shaq. John Stockton, Stockton, I felt, was a little high. I know, I guess statistically, he's an Iron Man. He has, uh, you know, led the league in steals and assists five-time all defensive i mean at his peak eight-year run 16 points three boards 13 assists and 2.6 steals um ultimately like a role-playing guy i think he in this game might bear out to be a little bit better i thought it was a little bit high early on 
Uh, but then yeah, maybe got, I, th I think he had locked. I think he had locked in his head. He was just like, oh, like uh, you know, I got the size. I got Larry Legend. Like I'm going point guard, and who's like kind of one of like who who that I know can get the assist game done. Who's the consummate point guard? Yeah, exactly. Right, and doesn't need shots at all, but can can knock down a big shot here or there. Then you got Ray Allen and Elvin Hayes. Great, Pete Maravich. I love this pick. Kyrie Irving, a little high, valuing you know later point mm -hmm. guards. Alex English, a true scorey score then we finally get to Kemi Matumbo uh I thought there were better centers out there but he's he's very myopic in his gameplay he's going to set the the defensive tone uh, Spencer Haywood 6'8 and then you've got uh, Drasen Petrovic who was my sleeper in the later rounds and I, I thought I could get him I uh, didn't and then you've got tiny Archibald uh so I like it again you know we're little we don't really have a true power forward in here uh, with with size, right? I, I wonder going against like Kevin Durant and some of these other guys, you know, or, or excuse me, Tim Duncan, um, you know, are we going to get out rebounded a little bit with this team? I know you got Shaq. Yeah, I've got some. Yeah. We, we, a lot of guys have a lot of other good. You got, you know, Kareem. A lot of guys got big guys here. Yeah, I think he. I do like. I mean, we're talking peak Larry Bird, peak Shaq, peak Stockton. I do like this one, two, three with Ray Allen kind of stretching it out even more. Like I yeah. could see these guys like uh, I, I think your rebounding is to a good point, but I still think there'll be a little bit of hell to kind of cover this on the other end of the floor. I don't love the Kyrie pick, but obviously if he's just subbing in minutes to give Stockton the blow or whatever, then it'll be looking okay. I got his odds at plus two seventy five. I like it. And he is representing the Minnesota Timberwolves. T Wolves in this. And then we've got finally the the Los Angeles Clippers, Tom Fleming, our NBA guru, coming in talking about all things NBA. Yep. Went with Oscar Robertson, Kobe Bryant, Carl Malone, Clyde Drexler, Elgin Baylor, Moses Malone, Russell Westbrook, Vince Carter, David Thompson, Mitch Richmond, Bob McAdoo, Marcus Johnson. Yeah, I was thinking about Kobe. I'll be interested to see how well Kobe fits into this game because Pete Kobe I mean I think iso ball you know and then right. like if it's just going to be throwing down that and then Carmelo is a great presence inside Clyde Drexler uh Tom mentioned during the draft underrated so grabbed him at four um Russell Westbrook there's just look Tom knows more about the NBA than I do there's just some guys I don't get excited about that might not translate to the actual like video game thing it might not matter right. to me in real life like you know, Russell Rest not being able to control Russell Westbrook. Russell 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 Westbrook. Can't wait to edit that out, bro. I have not even had a drink on this pod, and nobody's gonna believe me, and I don't blame you. Uh, it's just kind of like I would worry about Westbrook's just ball distribution. You know, like having to call a timeout to be like, you have to fucking pass it to Carl Malone. You have to pass it to Carl Malone. Might not happen yeah, right, in the simulation right. again. It'll be interesting. So this this team is not very big either. So this is interesting. You've got Moses, who is one of the all-time centers, but there's not a lot of depth. You've got Bob McAdoo at 6'9", uh, and that's really it. The rest are a lot of wing players on here. So, again, like the the inverse of what we were talking about, some of the other teams rotationally, it's like what happens if this team gets into foul trouble? You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, you could play, you could play Carl at the five potentially, but man, I mean, the, some of the length issues on this team make it make it questionable. All right, representing Clippers, I'm going to give them plus 300. So right now we got um, oh, I should write down all that. I got it. I got it. So we got uh, the Pelicans at plus 250. My Pistons at plus 250. 
we've got the Timberwolves at plus 275. Then we have the Kings at plus 300, the Clippers at plus 300, the Nets, Brandana's Nets at plus 350, or excuse me, uh, uh, the Celtics, Trent's uh, Celtics at plus 325, your Nets at plus 350, and then the Lakers coming in the rear at plus 375. Uh, that's it, guys. You'll see all the information you need for when all the stuff's popping up. Don't make me go through all of it again. Just check it on Instagram. All right, Neapolitan <laughs> Showdown. Bring it to the jam. So let's leave it alone Cause we can't see eye to eye There ain't no good guy There ain't no bad guy There's only you and me And we just disagree (laughs) All right, three biggest mistakes during the quarantine Oof. it's gonna be tough my friend yeah a lot How of you? mistakes yeah that's kind of different like our mistakes our mistakes not anyone else's let's sure sure, sure. i know i was trying to look into it i was just like why i couldn't remember why i asked this question not because it's not like a humble brag of all the good things i'm doing and i'm glad we didn't do all the good things but i was like all right like i'm i'm kind of excited about you know like the reading whatever the writing learning the just arithmetic i get it you're talking about <laughs> just like don't go down that but uh you know what? i dug some up and i found some that i was just like okay you know what run it back like how are you kind of fucking up this quarantine all right my uh number three coming out of the gate reaching out for a handshake so this is going to be over this oh, yeah. shaking hands is going to be done and i still like also you've been with me in groups of strangers and we've kind of talked about house parties meeting new people i can be it can be a little bit awkward when you just first kind of meet the brand and just kind of like, what's this? Like, there's a little wave of something here. And like, I love a handshake because I love just the button on this conversation's over. I'm leaving. And that's yeah. what a handshake, right? A handshake brings. It's just, you know, the credits start rolling on whatever this conversation was about and you could walk away. And now that that's gone, I don't have that kind of just a jack button that is just like, see you later. You got to work on like the, the okay sign, thumbs oh, up, never. something like that, you know, oh, something. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that you is that you go handshake last is like your your rip card. That's how you signify the end of this conversation. Hundred uh, percent. Interesting. Also, I, I do. I also do a greeting. I like coming in with a greeting because it's just like there's a harken. It's there's a harken back, especially when you're like like a business meeting or meeting like a girlfriend's yeah. father or something. Like it just shouts like, "Hey, I respect you. I respect yeah. the situation. What's going on? I get it. So don't worry about me coming in here and like." dropping f-bombs or putting my feet up on a desk i'm just letting you know from the outset that i get societal rules and what they're about i am a and, gentleman of society and now the worst thing is i've had this too it's like where you have to feel like you need to say something like i, I you know i enter you know i get introduced to you brandy and i was like well i would shake your hand but exactly. you know, obviously you know and then then we have this like conversation for 30 seconds that just needs to be had um i'm a big and then, oh, and then the worst is just like we'll just bump elbows it's just like no we won't just want i i don't want if handshakes are out it's out Right, because then what do we agree on next? What's the yeah. what's the introduction here? No, yeah, no one's gonna want to bump elbows, and then that's weird. And you Get look silly doing on, it. Bro. Um, I, I'm a good I'm a good handshake guy. I don't know if you know this, B. Oh I yeah, got a fucking solid oh, yeah. handshake. That was actually one of the last thing I was just like, oh, should we be pod partners? And I was like, he can shake a hell of a hand. Fuck Let's yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I get in there and like you, you both like that synergy and you get the little like pop and you're like, yeah. is that me or is that you? I don't know, buddy, yeah. but we're, we're together on this. Electricity in this. Um, I'm going to go. I like it. It's good. Um, some of my big mistakes, uh, I'm going to go personal. 
playing too much on the phone you know the the mm, uh, good one good one bro good one. the 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 data that comes up like at the weekend on sunday it's like your your percentage of screen time is up 972 percent over the last week and you're like holy shit i need to get off the phone here a little bit um it's just so easy i think especially when every day looks like groundhog day it's just easy to kind of fall on and be like oh well i could just kind of scroll here and read some articles or i'll play like a, a little game on the thing and I don't know, a lot of time wasting on the phone. That's a great point, bro. Um, so I'm going to give you, we're trying to keep our temperatures underneath 100 degrees. Try not to get those fevers, but not shaking hands. That's 100 points for me. Um, you admitted your screen usage went up 972% right here on the phone. That's 972 points for you, bro. Oh, thanks. All right. No problem. Um, okay, number, I don't know why I put this number two on my arm because there's two of them. I have, or number two on my list. I have two burns on my arm. I have that one. I like it. And then I have that one. Right. I They're like both that. in the same shape. And if you're wondering what that shape is, that shape is the edge of a oven door. That Ooh. would be the shape of it. Uh, so biggest mistakes, all this cooking going on, all the back and forth out of the oven. I get like I do in other things, a little cavalier, a little, I got this, a little, let's take some shortcuts. Let's get this done, which involves <laughs> me grabbing some taco shells that I just warmed up at the oven, but not opening the door quite, quite enough. So I got two little battle scars to prove that. Oh, do they happen at different times? Different times, guys? brother. Different <laughs> times. Yeah. I'm I was envisioning you like pulling out a tray of like lasagna and just like catching it against you. But no, yeah. two separate times. It's like I didn't learn my lessons once before coming back at it again. I could do it with yeah. the left hand this time. Yep. Burn me twice. Shame on me. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm very much your same way with the oven too. Like, fuck it. Give me like. That's a paper towel. That'll stop the burning. That's for a second. That's for a second. Yeah, just give it to me. That, that's you my, ever walk that's into my the, hot pad. Like, have you done the thing where you have a towel and you're feeling the pan, but the table's across, like you have to walk into the dining room with it. You're just like, uh, yeah, this, this has about eight seconds of coverage. I'll use this. <laughs> it's just right. like, you're going to go in there. It's just like. <laughs> or you're just like carrying it with two, two fingers and you just rotate like <laughs> index finger, middle finger, <laughs> ring finger, pinky. I got this. Like I'm just Thousand. distributing the burn equally across my fingertips. Thousand percent. Um, so brandana you know you were my number two is 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 after you get the taco shells out i you 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 applauded me for my sticking off the snacks and something happened where it broke in my mind and i started snacking again and Mm. maybe it's just because i'm a pig and i uh i have no self-control but it's really it's came down to like last couple of weeks man the wheels have fallen off dude Mm. snacking all the time and i don't know what happened i think i was feeling good and then I was like, fuck it. I'm eating pretzels. I'm eating trail mix. I'm doing the damn thing because I don't care anymore. What, what, what do I care about anymore? And then yeah. two weeks go by and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm lazy. This is, this is pure laziness. Yeah, you want to get back in shape. I'm going to give you a little pro tip, bro. Not that okay. I'm speaking from up on high, but I, no, will I, hear you. Say, I will say like with the working out, the eating everything during this quarantine, it's depressing to think about trying to start over on the good health habits. Right. Or like working out. And it's just like, ah. Oh, like that's why I broke them to begin with. Because I was like, I don't want to have them anymore. That's why you what? I said, that's why I broke them to begin with. I was like, I don't, yeah. <laughs> don't want to think about eating healthy. I just want to eat. Yeah, exactly. Let's get these. You know what? I'm doing everybody. I'm going to get the cheese that's out of this house. One handful at a time. I'm right, done exactly. with you. Exactly. Uh, all right, brother. So I'm giving myself 375 for what you should preheat that oven to to get your burns nice and ripe. Yeah, uh, I'm going to throw you... For your corn 15, you seem determined to throw on, that'll be 15 <laughs> points. Oof, uh, so we're looking at 987 to 475 heading into the last one. 
All right, bro, this is a little bit running it back, but I'm still going to put it on the top because the longer time goes on, the more intense it becomes now that we're about to be three months outside of Grandana actually being in his New York home. Yes. I'm going, um, leave in New York with less than four shirts. Again, I didn't know, mm. but if you want to talk about a guy that is so mind-fucked is so sick of every like i look at shirts and i'm just like it's turning dangerously close into this shirt on monday and thursday this shirt, and i and i don't want that yeah yeah i, I don't know I, i'm throwing my I, just here if if you guys want to have the brandana experience what i need you to do is i need you to go in the closet right now pick out four shirts they don't have to be a random just pick out four go to the rest of your clothes and boxes seal them up and don't open them again until september and just cycle through those four shirts I, I was thinking about this when we were telling you the story. I was like, so once this all kind of comes back to normal and Brandana has to take his next trip, the PTSD <laughs> that's coming through on you, it's like, I'm just, can I get my entire closet into my suitcase? You you oh. have PTSD. You have packing traumatic stress disorder is what you have, my friend. I do, brother. I do. That, that is, okay, so right there for the number um, of overages for heavy baggage fees that I'll have to pay at the airport the next time I fly. That'll be 200 bucks to give myself I like it. I like it. I like it. Or do you go the opposite way? Just don't buy anything and just buy like just shirts when you get there. I thought about buying it all there, but let's remember the cause and the effect. Like the cause of me not being able to get like new shirts also is nothing was open. Yeah, and then it was true. also deprioritized for getting Amazon shit to you. I, I, yes, I, uh, right. Um, so me, um, I my number one thing, which I think feeds into all of my lethargy and and lack of attention to discipline, is I've been just staying up. And I think I mentioned this on the pod too. Staying up too late, watching too much Netflix and TV. A lot of TV watching once the kids go to bed. Normally trying to keep it tight staying up to like 1230 at night it's later than the than than i like to to stay up and uh i think it has a cataclysmic effect on my quarantine yeah that's fair there's something about especially when you don't the thing that can keep you in line which is like oh i don't want to drink like eight beers or like i don't want to fucking stay awake until three o'clock in the morning you might have a little bit more with kids obviously but for yeah. me like i like the discipline is just like oh you got that job you gotta get up to you got you know gotta get that bit out um not as much as you used to. Yeah. So there's a lot of open, just room to all of a sudden look up at the clock and be like, holy shit. Right. What time is it? It's fucking three o'clock in the morning? We gotta shut this down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, brother. Well, I will say if you're staying up till 3 a.m. military time, that's still three. So that's three points. I'll give myself <laughs> 200 to make this close on over baggage fees. That's 675 to 984. Victory goes to most awesome. I don't think and it's a victory. Reward, I'm not counting it as a victory. Go ahead. It as a victory. Okay. You can this week eat all the snacks and look at all that phone screen you want as late at night as possible, bro. Just for a week. Thanks, bro. Run it back one more week. Um, all right, guys. It's been most awesome. Brandana Sports Podcast episode 118. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, so much fun stuff. We would love to hear from you guys. Also, it may be sportspodcast at gmail.com. Looking forward to launching this league real quick mvp of the weeks i got you most awesome i threw it at you birthday week bro you still you still like the birthday you don't give a shit about the birthday i've never cared about my birthday and it's right. and uh my my wife my beautiful wife has given me the best birthday uh uh when i was turned 30 uh yeah. 
so yeah she was she was great surprise party that was great but yeah historically i could really care less about a birthday and it's not it's not like a i just don't i don't like the attention and uh and and i appreciate all the well wishes all the things on facebook and all that good stuff but eh, you know i get it if you love me i talk to you if you don't i, I it, you know it doesn't bother me either Fair enough. Well, I do want you to like my MVP because I'm just give those out to anybody. That's and right. I do. I feel like it. I, I appreciate that. Um, I'm going to go with the young woman who did a TED talk on Melanie. Uh, her name is Melanie Baldwin. Uh, some Dr. Mrs. The Commission is a veterinarian. She gave a very impactful, moving speech. And I keep thinking about the quarantine where people are getting pets, a lot of pets. Uh, there is a little bit of an epidemic going with veterinarians. Uh, they're the second highest to, to commit suicide, not to put anyone on a bummer, things like that. And uh, talking about compassion for everyone around the, 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 the time there, uh, be mindful of when you're getting new pets, uh, the compassion fatigue and things that settle in with these vets that are seeing a lot of new patients and struggling with that. Dr. Mrs. The Commission is great and fine, uh, but she played a video for it and, uh, and it's close to my heart. I know animals are close to everyone's heart. So uh, be mindful of those that are working with your pets that they that they want the same things that you want as well too. So that'll be that'll be my own little stump speech right there. All right, great, brother. Yeah, I think uh, I think we can all get behind compassion. What was the name of the person giving the TED talk? Uh, Melanie Baldwin. It's a tele. She's a veterinarian out of uh, Washington State. She gives some pretty pretty uh, uh, interesting stats on the whole on the whole thing and 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 giving a perspective that I think many pet owners might not realize. Uh, where they're coming from and, uh, uh, you know, got me a little emotional before the podcast uh, mm. today. So I wanted to make sure that, uh, that, that everyone listens to it, thinks about it. Cause I know uh, if, if, if here's a microcosm of anywhere else, people are getting dogs and cats by the drove. So, you know, make yeah. sure when you're making these decisions, you're making good decisions about it. All right, brother. Thanks for that. All right, guys. And thank you guys for tuning in. This has been the most awesome Brandana sports podcast. I am Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Oh, hold on, hold on. I'm just, I'm almost at the next level on my phone. Hold just one second. I didn't write anything. Hold on. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.